if it isn't my old friend, you. Thank you for tuning in to 15 Minutes with Fuzz. My name is Fuzz Martin, and this show is all about positive things going on in and around Washington County, Wisconsin. It's been a few weeks since my last episode, completely due to my schedule, but I've got a bunch of new shows ready to go, so buckle up, Buttercup. CHD, or Congenital Heart Defect Awareness Week, takes place every year from February 7th through February 14th. It's easy to remember the date because it all wraps up on Valentine's Day, which is known for, that's right, hearts. And the fact that today's episode is happening during CHD week is honestly a complete coincidence, but it all works out great. Melissa and Matt Tyson from the Morgan Matthew Foundation join me today to tell you and me about their son, Morgan Matthew, the tragedy that they went through as parents, and the good that they are providing to other families through their loss. I will admit, you might get a little misty-eyed during the show. I got goosebumps a few times during the recording session, and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode a lot. So with that, here are Melissa and Matt Tyson of the Morgan Matthew Foundation, right here on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Melissa and Matt, thank you for coming in and joining me today. Let's start. Can you introduce our listeners to Morgan Matthew and who he was? Sure. So Morgan was our son. He was born June 26, 2021, and he was born with several of his systems hadn't developed properly. So from the even before he was born to the end of his life, he lived at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin where they took phenomenal care of him. He had his own family there. Mm -hmm. And he taught us, as I'm sure many parents can say about their children, he taught us so much more about life and love than we could have ever anticipated. And we continue to live our lives through him. That's that's great. And it, I came into this asking, you know, I, I gave you a set of questions that I was going to ask and, and said, you know, talk about whatever you're comfortable with. And you had responded to me and said that this is a story that you you like to share or that you're comfortable sharing. So could you tell us a bit about what that uh, disease was or whatever, that, or however you put it, mm -hmm. what that was? Sure. Yeah. And I guess I'll just preface this with, I tend to take the lead on the talking. So my husband here, Matt is sitting next to me. You just like hit me in the arm. If, if I, if you want to <laughs> take it away. <laughs> <All> you. <laughs> so Morgan was born with something called Vactoral Association. We found out when he, at his like 20 week anatomy scan, that he had quite a few complications and Vactoral in and of itself is a really kind of complicated diagnosis. Each letter in Vactoral stands for a different system in the body. Mm -hmm. And if a baby has an anomaly within three of those systems, then they're diagnosed with Vactoral. Okay. Um, no known genetic cause. Morgan's unique sort of Vactoral cocktail was V. He had hemivertebrae, so his spine hadn't developed properly. He uh, had the C, which is cardiac. He had a large VSD in his heart. And he had E, the esophagus, esophageal atresia, which just meant his esophagus didn't connect to his stomach. All very complicated on mm -hmm. their own, extremely complicated when you put those three things together. So immediately his prenatal care was, our prenatal care was transferred to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. And they prepared us for a really complex, complicated beginning to life, but we were really hopeful 
that after several months in the NICU and surgeries, Morgan would be able to thrive. And immediately when he was born, we we quickly realized that he was much more complicated than we all had anticipated. So even with the the most brilliant people, we loved our care team. Mm-hmm. They they took such incredible care of him and of us as a family, as a whole unit. Yeah, even with with their immense talent, Morgan passed away. He was 82 days old. Mm-hmm. And on September 15th, 2021, due to complications associated with his congenital heart defect. Okay. So is Vactrel so it's not always fatal, is that right? Is there there's some children that are able to pull through is that correct i think the statistic is like one in twenty four thousand babies are born with it okay so it's seven letters v-a-c-t-e-r-l and there are so many different variations of it based off those seven systems oh, sure, sure. so each case is so vastly unique which is one of the i guess statistics all of a sudden are thrown out the window sure, because every sure. case is so different at least that's how i felt but Morgan specifically, we we were very hopeful and optimistic that it was treatable. And would his life look a little different than we expected? Absolutely. But we were we were ready for all of those challenges. Sure. So he spent those eighty two days in at Children's. Did you guys spend your whole time there as well? Was that I mean, were you there pretty much all the time? Yeah, we were. Um... She was much better than I was. She was there every single day. I think I missed one day out of those 82 days. She was better about spending nights there, but mm-hmm. we made it a point every day to spend as much time as we could. I'm a school teacher, so I went back to work in September and I was doing summer school, but you know, I would make it a point every day after summer school. You just got in a routine of you're going down to the hospital, mm-hmm. you'd spend your afternoons there, your evenings there. Weekends, we'd get up early. We were there every day, so we didn't live there, but we were pretty darn close living there. Sure. And I don't know if your Matt's not giving himself enough credit. The staff, our nurses and doctors were so important in those reminders of you need to go home and rest mm-hmm. to bring your best self forward the next day. Of course, there were some nights where you j- I just couldn't leave. But, you know, you hear this a lot about Children's Hospital, how amazing every professional there is, the nurses, the therapists, the surgeons, doctors. And they are so talented, but they are also so compassionate and Mm -hmm. they are real people. And when we left the NICU or the cardiac ICU, we knew they were taking care of Morgan in the, in the best way possible. We never, we never doubted that. And they also did great things like watch Bucks games with him, like (laughs) made sure they were on in in the room and, and play the new Taylor Swift album for him. I mean, (laughs) it was, um, they were absolutely his family. So leaving him, it, it was never as difficult as maybe it sounds. Sure. Yeah. We think, could we okay. could leave every night. Um, and if we, you know, hey, let's just check in on Morgan quick. You know, we had the number. We called the nurse. The nurse gave us the update. So, yeah, we were always there. We always had an in. We always knew what was going on in that room. I, I think I saw one of your Instagram posts that he got to watch the Bucks playoffs game and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that was hands down the best night in the NICU. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm not saying he was the good luck charm, but I'm not not saying it. It was, it might have been a little Morgan magic there. But yeah, there was a little bit of an energy that, that night in the NICU. Everybody had the TVs on in their rooms and it, it felt like home. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So after he left this earth, how did, how did, as you as parents, how did you cope with losing a child like that? Sure. Um, we were actually talking about that on, 
on the way here. Like, how how do we answer that question? It's every day. I mean, you still he's on your mind mm-hmm. every every single day. Um, I feel like we have been surrounded by like the best family, the best friends, the best coworkers, the best community. Beyond blessed to go through this, to have people at every corner. Mm-hmm. Somebody was always there to have your back. People are always checking in with us. Not to say we, we struggle. You still struggle every day, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When those people aren't around. and But knowing knowing the support that was behind us and having each other, obviously, just we're so lucky. And Morgan's still here with us. We mm-hmm. you know, like everything we do, either we're doing it for him or we know that he's there with us. So that, I mean, that makes it so much easier knowing that his legacy is living on. So it makes waking up every day and going to work and doing all these things worth it because we're still his parents. That's great. I've got got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Matt and I, this is just so top of mind. We were talking about on the way here. One of the first days in the NICU before Morgan's health really took a turn for, for the worst, a turn that we had unexpected. Matt had said to me, like, we have to do something to like stay involved with children's hospital after we're Mm -hmm. home. And after Morgan's grown up, that was kind of the, the, the thought process. So even before it got really critical and scary, we knew we would forever be connected to mm-hmm. Children's Hospital. And after he passed, very quickly, we we put together this idea of the Morgan Matthew Foundation. And there were there's so many reasons behind it, but all sort of deeply rooted in this ability or this this way we can continue to be Morgan's parents. So mm-hmm. we are Morgan's parents. Of course, we know that and we feel that, but we still have this, this like innate desire to, to parent him, to sure. use our yeah. hands to be his mom and dad. So other parents, that looks like driving their kids to school and going mm-hmm. to basketball games. For us, we needed, we needed a way to do that. So that was creating the foundation, which also kept us closely connected with with his care team at Children's, who we've grown to love and adore. And it makes him feel present in a, in a way I could have never expected or anticipated. In so many ways, this sounds kind of, I don't know, crude or morbid, but we sometimes forget that he died because mm-hmm. he just is such an active part of our day-to-day life. And it feels really good. That's great. And I think, I don't know, we we live through the the worst situation, right? In losing a child. And uh, we realize that we aren't the only ones that mm-hmm. have lost somebody that we loved, a child or, a, you know, a parent or whatever. And just seeing how fortunate we are, we know, right? We saw mm-hmm. it in the hospital. We saw it in the, you know, in the ICU and the NICU that there's families out there that aren't as fortunate as we are, that we just wish that everybody who went through a situation like ours could feel the love that we feel. Yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, in the taking a situation that you can't control and and using that to help yourselves and also to help others who may be going through something similar or or even the same thing. It's amazing. With the Morgan Matthew Foundation, what what is the mission of the foundation itself? So our mission is to raise critical funds to enhance the treatment, care, and research for infants with complex medical conditions with an ultimate goal of improving outcomes for infants like Morgan. There was a lot of thought that went into that mission. We knew we really wanted to obviously support families like ours and and babies like Morgan, but also so deeply the care teams that take care of them. There's a 
a very vivid memory in my mind. It was after a, a really devastating night with Morgan. He had coded. He was on life support that morning. It was really sort of the beginning of us preparing to say goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. And we found out that that night that he had coded, several other children on the floor were having really devastating nights. Mm-hmm. And there was several families that day that were feeling the same way we were. And not only that, the his team was exhausted. The mm-hmm. nurses were tired. The doctors were tired. The surgeons were tired. All of a sudden, we feel like humanity of it all. Mm-hmm. These are just humans trying to save the tiniest, sickest humans. Mm-hmm. And the foundation is so deeply rooted in being able to support them. Because in that moment, I thought if Dr. A decides he can't do this anymore because he's missing time with his own children and it's too stressful, I, I could not shame him for that. Mm-hmm. Like this is an incredibly difficult job and savings Morgan's life was so important to us, but the lives of all of those other incredibly sick children are also wildly important. And how do you save them all mm-hmm. is, is the question. And for us, it, it's to support the extremely compassionate, brave individuals that choose that as their profession and live it day in and day out. And any way we can support them to do the research they want to do or create the care initiatives that they want to do to improve outcomes. Yeah, we're there. We're all in. I had cheated and listened to an episode of Tara Gundrum's podcast that you guys were on. And I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode where you were talking about one of the doctors who had come in, he was like in his golf clothes trying to help save Morgan. Right. Yeah. Matt might be a, Matt tells that story really great. He was born. It was like 630 in the morning. And it, it just, uh, you know, the nurse that said that, oh, man, I wish I was going to be here for, the, you know, for Morgan being born. And then uh, she had been with me she, for the full yeah, 20 she, hours and before sudden, that. Yeah. You know, Morgan all of a sudden came out of nowhere. He was born and uh, first time, you know, experiencing, a, you know, a birth and, mm-hmm. you know, cut the cord and all the good stuff. And they bring him over to the table. They call dad over there. I'm watching him. And then. It, it, something, it didn't feel right. And then he just asked me to go stand off to the side. And that, that's when I saw that, that they started compression. So I knew that, you know, he wasn't breathing. Mm-hmm. And then you could hear the beeps and, you know, the beeps would fade and all of a sudden didn't really hear anything. And then people are in and out of that room like crazy. So then they called me over by Melissa and they came over and they, she apologized and said, we have tried everything that we could to save your baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just remember looking down, you know, losing it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's no longer with us. And this guy came in, I think his name was Dr. Nick Meyer for some reason, I want to say, wearing, he, it looked like he just got off the 18th hole. Mm-hmm. And he came in and I just remember them doing CPR and the beeping came back. Mm-hmm. And that doctor that was standing bedside kind of ran back over there. And next thing you know, I'm running down to the NICU with them and Morgan's breathing and mm-hmm. they have them in this, you know, little transportation crib and, mm-hmm. you know, life is good again. So, but, and we always said, like, we never had the chance to thank that doctor. Yeah. But I, I, I swear his name was Dr. Nick, Nick Myers, all I remember. And he was wearing a golf polo and shorts and he was in there operating on, or not operating on Morgan, but working on Morgan. Yeah. And he's the one that brought him back to life. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and all this was going on during COVID too, right? This was yeah. like, so imagining the stress of, as you were saying, of the, the doctors and nurses and 
all the support team. Yeah. So, yeah. And they of, were, and of course you guys, but I'm just, it was, it was a wild time. There was a, I, I mean, I remember exactly. There was a huge surge in the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. So everything got a, a little crazy right then. And it's sometimes I, I think we, we firmly have no regrets. Mm-hmm. We know we did everything we could for Morgan. His care team did. We tried to infuse so much joy into that room every single day, and we know we did that to the best of our ability. But sometimes I'll, you know, find myself thinking, I wish I would have like pushed the envelope more in terms of getting him more visitors. Like mm-hmm. I, I wish I would have done that, gotten him more time with his grandparents. But it was so scary to do that mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm. It. I remember every little tickle that you felt in your throat. Yeah. Like, do you test? Like, obviously, Morgan's health is number one priority, and mm-hmm. we actually got in arguments. Right, because do you test or is it just like is it in our head? Like Matt was a little more relaxed than I was. <laughs> so yeah, and like we could only have Morgan's grandmas were the only ones that were allowed for his time in the. Nobody was allowed in the NICU, but in the cardiac ICU, mm-hmm. we had two visitors for those weeks. Then on his last day, when they knew um, that we we're going to say goodbye the day before, they let us bring in. They were, it was awesome. They they let us bring in our whole family, whoever wanted to come. Uh, four at a time to, you know, meet him, hang out with him a little bit, read him a book and say goodbye to him. So in that sense, they were, they were amazing. Yeah. With the Morgan Matthew Foundation, do you guys only support children's hospital? Are there other things or is it mostly just to children's? Yes. So okay. we, all the funds we raise go directly to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. They then live in a fund there uh, mm-hmm. named after Morgan and Care teams in either the NICU or the cardiac ICU, both that took care of Morgan during his life, can write grant requests for projects and research initiatives that they'd like to move forward with. And then mm-hmm. our board of directors approves those requests. To raise those funds, you have a couple of events coming up. So can you tell me, first, uh, there's one happening at Chick-fil-A, right, in Menominee Falls? Absolutely. Chick-fil-A in Menominee Falls. Brandon and April Duke, they, they own it. Okay. Uh, they, they, they reached out to us and asked if we'd be interested in having them host a spirit night there where 20% of the proceeds will be donated back to the Morgan Matthew Foundation. So we have that plan for April 11th. We're planning on 4 to 8 p.m. And if you you are there to get grab some dinner, if you mention the Morgan Matthew Foundation, part of your order will go back to the foundation. We're planning on having a merchandise sale there set up at the Chick-fil-A restaurant, a silent auction, and hopefully a photo booth. Okay, great. Did you did you guys know them beforehand, or did, how did they find you? So the Duke family. I'm a teacher at Slinger Elementary. Okay, um, and the Duke family, all three of their children. Oh, okay. Attend Slinger Elementary, and they. You talk about a wonderful family. They do so much for I know not only the Slinger community but just the the county in general. They're always looking for ways to give back, and we just happen to be very lucky to know them, and they That's wanted great. to help out, which is awesome. That's great. So again, that is on. Thursday, April 11th from 4 till 8 p.m. Is that correct? I think it's a Tuesday. That was a typo on my end. Tuesday, oh, April Tuesday. 11th. I'm sorry. Tuesday. All right. Well, yep. That was so, me. That is Tuesday, April 11th from 4 till 8 p.m. at Chick-fil-A in Menominee Falls. And you have to mention the Morgan Matthew Foundation in order to have them donate a certain percentage to the foundation. Yep. And I believe that'll be drive through and in restaurant. But there's going to be, we're going to have board members, family members. Working that night, they'll see the Morgan Matthew Foundation there. And then Saturday, June 10th, you guys have your second annual golf outing? Yeah, so (laughs) we have our second annual golf outing on Saturday, June 10th. It will be at Ironwood Golf Course in Sussex. 
Last year was our, our first year, obviously. We hosted it at Wanaki Golf Course in Menominee Falls. It was a phenomenal day. While it's not surprising at all, we continue to be shocked by the incredible ways our whole support system and community, people we know dearly and people we've never met before mm. coming together to support uh, something that means so much to us. So last year we raised over $60,000 wow. at the golf outing, which we donated to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, of course. Mm-hmm. And this year we're we're hoping to beat it. I don't know if we've set an actual goal yet, but I feel like 75000 feels feels good. Feels doable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we really tried to strike a balance between them. Um, incorporating our mission and Morgan into so many moments throughout the day and just having an absolute blast. Sounds like there's a a doctor you guys should invite to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again, that is uh, Saturday, June 10th at Ironwood golf course in Sussex. How can people sign up for that? Is there, is that available yet? Not quite yet. Registration will be open online mid February is the goal, but maybe give us to the end of February. Sure. It will be at morganmatthewfoundation.org where okay. you can sign up and register for either a sponsorship or a golf team or both. And you guys also have, you're active on social media as well, right? Yes. Instagram is our jam. It's where okay. most of where we share is. Instagram is Melissa's jam. <laughs> um, I don't take any credit for the post or the wonderful wording of the post <laughs> or the, any detail that goes into that. Good yeah. work, Melissa. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Instagram is at morgan.matthew.fdn. And then okay. we have a Facebook page that I recently got up and running and LinkedIn, but that one needs a little work yet. So no judgment there. No judgment at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, great work doing what you're doing and taking this situation and, and turning it into a positive for other families who may be going through something similar. As devastating as it is, the fact that you're able to take that grief and pain and that memory and turn it into something that can help others, I think is wonderful. So appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again to Melissa and Matt Tyson of the Morgan Matthew Foundation for joining me today as we kick off CHD week. Again, you can find out more information on their organization at morganmatthewfoundation.org. That is also where you will eventually be able to sign up for their annual golf outing and support their charity, which supports Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Again, I have more episodes in the works, so you won't have to wait as long between episodes. If you're just finding the show and want to listen to more, you can catch up on the back catalog through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and really anywhere you want to listen. And be sure to click the follow button in those apps to hear new episodes as they come out. You can also visit my website at 15withfuzz.com. That is 15 spelled out with fuzz.com. And as always, I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you next Tuesday right here on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. (laughs) 